Hello, 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 beautiful, beautiful being. It's so good to be with you again. We are in these unprecedented times, and that is one of those words that has become almost overused, right? Like everything feels unprecedented, and it is unprecedented. You came here to experience these unprecedented times. So everything that we're talking about today, and there are many things that we're talking about today, is nested in the context of what I have shared previously um, about Earth having gone through her inner esoteric pole flip, which happened on May 29th. Of 2023. I'm recording this at uh, 10 in the morning on January 15th Pacific time. And when Earth went through this pole flip, she shifted irrevocably. And in order for her to do this, the last remaining sands in the hourglass of old templates that are not organic, that are not correct for her, finally dissolved, dissipated. Those sands fell down through the hourglass. And when then the emptiness of the hourglass was there, it could flip. So this will be true for you when you're ready for the flip. And you may already have had the flip, but it may also be coming because this inner flip individually will happen like a giant wave around the planet. And some people will go really quickly and some people will go later. And it's very much just up to you within your own timing of when you're um, ready and available within to be fully complete and released of, if you will, kind of non-organic coatings and energetics within yourself. And so see that hourglass within yourself and the different pieces of sand are those. And as they keep falling down through the, the little funnel at the center of the hourglass, as you're doing your own cleaning and clearing work, when the last one goes, then you can do the flip. Now, what I have heard from people who've been experiencing this is that actually there is an experience that is quite common. I'm not going to say it's absolutely universal, but it's quite common and was how I also experienced it as well, which is a sort of like as that final bits are ready to drop through, it, there can be a feeling of terror and an inner sense of, even though there may not be anything going on physiologically, of just, I'm going to die if I let go of this. Now I have a longer uh, set of materials already out for you in audio and written transmissions about the pole flip, so I won't spend a lot of time here on it. But I want you to really understand what's going on. Now, before we talk going forward in what's going on with Earth's energetics, it's really this is a really important message. I've said things like this before, I've shared on this many times, but it's been a little bit of time since I have, and I can sense that there is a requirement for the collective to repeat this. You 
do not need to be purified. There is nothing about you that is impure. You are perfectly, purely you already and always have been. The only things, whenever I talk about cleaning, clearing, purifying, transmuting, transforming, any of that, what I'm speaking about is that which is essentially on top of you, covering you, and changing how you see both yourself and your experience of reality. I'm putting in air quotes. So these layers that are on top of us, they are not you. And so they need to be removed. And so this, this very core challenge that, that virtually everyone has to some degree and in, 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 in some kind of common ways and also occasionally for some uncommon ways of what I call the kind of me, not me layers of work, which is to determine what is me, what is not me. And then moving the what is not me off and out of my way of seeing or receiving the deep sacred current of life force. You are a radio tower, you are receiving a signal, and you are also sending out a signal. What is causing static in what you are receiving and what you are sending out? That is what we are clearing and cleaning. You're looking out through a glass and it's covered with grime. We're cleaning that off, cleaning that off. It may be encrusted from years and years and years of various different experiences and energetics in your human life as well as in other lives. Clean it, clear it, so that then the glass can be super pristinely clear, so that what you're seeing is not distorted by these not-me experiences or energetics, distortions, inversions. doesn't matter what we call them. And then eventually, the glass no longer is needed to be there either. And you're just in the pure, open flow of the deep, sacred current of life force that is within you, that is within everything. And you are fully then available to move from the me to the we of the gorgeous web of life. All the beings connected in this gorgeous cosmic web of life throughout this entire cosmos. All things are connected through this web of life. All beings are connected through this web of life. And you can come into that communion with all and any from a place that is actually true, that is actually you, not you plus a bunch of layers, 
once you have really come into the me, then you can come into the we. Because that is what this cosmos is for. Differentiated communion. The me and the we. Many of us are very focused and really want to focus on the me. Many of us need to focus on the me, but all we want is the we. And so we then sit in sort of despair, loneliness, isolation, self-imposed, even though we don't believe it's self-imposed, and focus only on I want that over there, this idea that I have about being able to be in communion, in connection, in the integrated, full, open web of life that I may have had experiences in this earlier human life or other lives that I remember, and I'm in grief over that. This is just another form, actually, of victim, being in a victim place. And that doesn't mean that you haven't had terrible experiences. It doesn't mean that it isn't a terrible experience to be displaced, to feel displaced, because you're not actually displaced from the web of life, but to feel cut off from the web of life and that opportunity to be in communion. But it's not a victim experience. At the soul level, ultimately, all the way down within the you that is you, it is actually what we chose to come and be in the most dense version of life expressed in this cosmos where the energetics are slowed so far down that we can have matter which is what allows us to have every experience that we have on earth is derived from the existence, the experience of energy as matter. Even when we feel we are not experiencing or interacting with matter and that we are purely in the kind of the high energetic state, our experience of that high energetic state is from the embodied material human form that we are in. And it creates a different way of experiencing even the highest dimensional energies than those energies are experienced when we are not in a material form. You came here for that experience. And many others as well. Okay, so if you are harboring within yourself any sense of belief, um, or story that you need to be purified in any way, which, by the way, is virtually every narrative that exists in the world will direct you that you need to be purified. One word, it doesn't matter. Any religion, any philosophy, any mainstream cultural narrative is going to have this thought form in it. So for you to actually really be done with that would be a remarkable achievement. And virtually everything that you want is on the other side of that achievement. So <laughs> be gentle and loving with yourself around this. You are absolutely swimming upstream 
swimming upstream, swimming upstream. So of course sometimes it is hard. Of course sometimes you are tired. And the drive to return home, swimming upstream, will not stop you. You are going. Remember that this year, the planetary energy theme is homecoming. You are coming home within yourself. You are coming home to yourself within this body. You are coming home to yourself within this body on this earth. In this earth. Of this earth. Of this cosmos. Of this star system. This planetary energy theme of homecoming is also occurring during what is essentially what I have called year one. So we are in year one, or maybe it's year zero, <laughs> zero to one, but we are in the first year of an entirely new cosmos, of an, entire, of an entirely new mm, uh, energy architecture spiral of experience. This actually began in early December of 2022, and you can refer back to earlier transmissions to get more detail on what that's all about. But this new spiral began at that time. And I want you to visualize the spiral and be, we kind of followed this spiral. We did follow the spiral all the way to its conclusion. And then at, the, at that middle center point, we were then able to sort of start spiraling out along a new spiral that traces kind of back out in its own way. And the current of that energy flow has been slowly accelerating since that time. And this year is foundation building year one that is really about a 10-year cycle Although even as I say that, I'm hearing that some things are accelerated already and that it may be faster than 10 years for what was to occur in those 10 years and that it doesn't also matter. I know that it's often the case that in our human minds, we want timelines. We want to know what's going to happen. Our brains are not organized to uh, enjoy ambiguity. Um, too bad, right? So whatever the timing we are building the foundation and we've been doing a lot of deconstruction, 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 deconstruction. And that deconstruction ensures that the foundation building can occur on a sort of a beautiful, pure, pristine, you know, kind of building site, so to speak. So the deconstruction for Earth is what has been occurring and then she had that pole flip the pole flip happens when your deconstruction has come to uh, the level of conclusion as i described earlier that all those things that needed to be deconstructed have been removed the final sands dropping through the hourglass allowing the hourglass to flip so now here we are and since the pole flip sort of settled, which took a few days, so Earth flipped, and then there was this kind of post-flip, sort of like back and forth kind of a situation, almost like 
like if you had a swing, like a child's swing, and you were sitting on the swing and you, and you were swinging so high that you flipped all the way over, right? You flip all the way over and then you do nothing. You're not pushed anymore or pushing yourself anymore. That swing is gonna have big, wide kind of arcs and then back and forth and then slowly, like a pendulum, slowly kind of coming to a still point at the bottom of the arc, right? So that this, the, the hourglass was slowly tilted, the flip is occurring, it then settles into place, and that settling took a few days. And then once that settling took place, after a few days, it might have been three, I can't quite remember off, off the top of my head, it might have been four or five, um, but once that settling took place, then Earth began essentially kind of moving out the, that new spiral at a much faster rate. And this faster rate is going to keep on happening. It's going to keep on accelerating. And so as I've spoken about when I was sharing the beginning of the beginning of this year guidance was that as that current of this new spiral and as Earth herself moves through that current more and more quickly, it will pull on you more and more. The pulling on you is designed to help you let go of that which cannot come into this spiral, that sort of level A, and then ultimately, whenever you're ready, to remove and let go of whatever the remaining sands are in your hourglass so that you can also pull flip. One of the really, really important themes around what is now true, particularly on Earth after the pole flip for her, is that what is now available is to actually truly exist in and only be in the regenerative energies versus the extractive ones. So I've spoken about this for years that we are in a transformational shift from extractive, extractive philosophies, extractive economics, extractive energetics into regenerative energetics, regenerative economics, regenerative philosophies, regenerative ways of living regenerative ways of relating to ourselves, to others, to earth. And these are not opposites of each other. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But what I want you to understand now is that permission, if you will, or like, and permission meaning like the energetic architecture, it's tolerance for, extractive energies literally went down the drain with the pole flip. So extractive everything on any level versus regenerative 
will increasingly simply not be possible or have radically growing, fast, exponentially growing negative feedback loops for any beings that are engaging in this. So I want to talk a little bit about a couple of examples. So these are examples from conversations that I've had recently around this. So I was speaking with someone who is stepping into a really expanded, beautiful awareness that she is here to essentially be love and share love and boost the experience of love on the planet. And she is in a beautiful relationship currently with land that she was called to visit. And she's been experiencing that land, like supporting her, uh, kind of cleaning and clearing and elevating her in so many ways. And this has been an incredible thing for her to experience. And it's been beautiful to essentially to kind of witness and kind of be along the journey with her as she's been doing that. I felt that she had come to the place where actually this kind of new mm, expanded, I'm going to put the word in quotes, leadership is now available and really kind of required of her around this being kind of a beacon and a booster of love here on earth at this time. And that it required her to start to come into a different relationship with what she had been experiencing with the land and all of the different beings that she was, nature beings, etc., that she was experiencing as she was in this land that was very much healing her um, and expanding and restoring her. And at first it wasn't really clear exactly what I meant, but it's time she had been receiving, 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 receiving. And it was time for her to come into the, the, the next level of expansion of relationship with the land and all these beings that had been working with her to support her to come into regenerative relationship with them. What could she bring back to them as they have been restoring her? What could she bring back energetically or physically to help restore them? What would create a positive kind of feedback loop? which is what regenerative would be about. She was expecting, and so, oh, yes, okay. So then another example, someone was um, going to be studying about a particular plant and sort of the essence and energies of this particular plant and how it is used in various kind of esoteric traditions and how to work with it. Um, this is sort of earthen magics, right? And I said, so when you come into this class where you're going to be learning about this for four hours, if this teacher does not bring this up, and I sense that they may not, I would encourage you to also bring up for her benefit and the benefit of all the other students that are attending this beautiful, fun class about this particular plant to say, let us not come be in here from an extractive place with this plant of thinking about what's all the cool stuff I can get from this plant for me. Extractive. Come into relationship with this plant. How can I come into relationship with the energy of this plant? What would a regenerative relationship with this plant look like? Whether physical or energetic or both. 
what would that look like? How would I act, behave, be in relationship to it, to be regenerative towards it and not just think about what can it do for me, right? This whole, what can you, what have you done for me lately? Those of us who are very much on these different sort of healing or spiritual paths and we need to be very like me focused in how we're doing that, we forget that often that then we can sort of accidentally fall into a very extractive approach to how we interact with each other as well as the rest of the natural world where everything is about what can you do for me? What have you done for me lately? What can I learn from you? How can you fix me? How can you heal me? How can you teach me the thing that I need? How can you do something for me that I need? How can I learn from the experience of being with you? How can I learn from the experience of observing you? How can I learn from the experience of observing you judging me and me understanding that that isn't about me, that's about you? How can I learn from the experience of me judging you and understanding that has nothing to do with you, that's only about me? Etc. 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 On and on and on ad infinitum. So this shift is required. Is required. What can we create together? And what can I give into whatever relationships I'm coming into? as much as it is giving to me and learning the rhythms of when it's time to receive in and when it's time to share back out. Because it's not a constant, I have to always be giving back out. This is actually one of the poles of extractive energy. So extractive energy is not in a polarity or binary or duality relationship with regenerative. Extractive energy is actually its own polarity, duality, binary thing. And on the one end, and on the other end is giving. And people, it's like flip sides of the same coin. So people in extractive, we think of, we're clued into, and I speak mostly about extractive around like taking, 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 but also what will no longer be tolerated because extractive energies will no longer be tolerated is where you give without receiving. So think about if you or others that you know have a history, as many, many do, of give, 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 give till you're dead. The overgiving energy is simply another expression of extractive energies and will not be tolerated. We are shifting, we have shifted into only regenerative energies will be supported in the earth plane at this time and frankly throughout the rest of the cosmos but we're here on earth so that's what we're focused on only regenerative energies will be tolerated and so what that means is that we must be in relationship with ourself with other humans with other plants with other animals with the planet herself with the waters with all of it we must be in relationship and that relationship must be regenerative. And so what is the ebb and flow that is correct for that relationship in this moment around 
giving and receiving, giving and receiving. It has an ebb and flow, an energy of that. You can feel it in any situation, in any relationship, like kelp swaying in the ocean waters. It is there. And that rhythm will shift based on whatever the time in the moment is. It's based on whatever the now moment is. There is a increasing discomfort, dis-ease, pain that people who are not making this shift are having. Earth's spin is returning to her after she settled from the pole flip. So she has this kind of new spin going, new direction. This is esoteric. I'm not talking about physical, measurable stuff. And that spin rate of Earth is going a bit faster all the time now as it's returning her to her full speed for a quote-unquote full speed ahead vibe. And I feel that she reaches this full speed ahead vibe around solstice. Now, the other key thing here to be aware of is that with the requirement that we shift into regenerative energies from extractive, there is also a very specific component of this around isolation. Because the communion side of differentiated communion is starting to come in and is required. And this also, yes, is about within yourself. How, are you, how is your relationship with yourself and the different layers, if you will, of yourself in your body, in your being, in your heart, in your spirit, in your, all of these things, but also with others. And isolation is not the correct organization for life, any life. No life is organized to be in isolation and removed from the web of life that all beings are connected in as part of. We can look at the human experience of cancer. So cancer is essentially when cells are in isolation. That's actually just kind of science. So you can go sort of study about cancer cells and you'll learn that this is actually how cancer cells work. They flourish and thrive in isolation because your human body is actually a massive community of trillions and trillions of microorganisms, of cells, of mitochondria that is essentially a fractal of this gorgeous web of life. And so cancer 
is essentially an externalized version of isolation energy. And isolation energy can come about from the experience of trying to shift away from being extractive, taking, 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 and we don't want to do that anymore and we're trying to correct, or from overgiving, and we don't want to do that anymore and so we're trying to correct. And we can come into this sort of place where we pull back as much as we think we can, but we stay in that polarity, that kind of line, and we end up in this voidal dead space of isolation in the middle because we haven't completed the journey, which on one hand we can sort of do a, a simple polarity-based journey from one pole to the other, but really it's about collapsing that pole and popping up out of extractive and into regenerative. With these current energies leading up in particular to solstice and beyond, I want to encourage you very much to remember, as I've shared in earlier transmissions as well, that your body and Earth's body are the same. And it can be perhaps the most incredible, the most powerful, the most useful practice at this time to come into connection to Earth and to come into connection with her, although she contains, I call her her, she contains all feminine and masculine energies within her, so they are all there. So you don't have to relate to her as mother, per se, in a way that it feels like it's versus father, because mother and father all exist within her. Some of you need to hear that. Okay, so you come into connection with her and feel and say to her, your body is my body. Feel her center. Your center is my center. Attune and entrain your body and your center to her at this time as much as possible, as often as possible. Now, technically speaking, if you want to go to another level of gradation on this, essentially if you see if you just just for the sake of visualization if you kind of see her as a sort of a spin a spinning circle and i'm doing a 2d image just to make it easier okay a 2d circle that is spinning and has a center and is spinning and is spinning you are also like this little 2d circle that is spinning and spinning and what you're wanting is to essentially get your center to kind of go match up and you're like a little tiny circle and she's like a big circle to match up with her center and kind of come into like hovering in right over it or under it. I feel over it. It's going to be most useful for most of you. So that your centers sort of sync up. Your body, my body. Your center, my center. The more you can feel this throughout your entire body with the memory 
and the sensation and the awareness that your body is as diverse and as multi-enlivened as Earth's, the easier this passage is going to be, this easier this time is going to be. Think about Earth. How many species are on Earth? How many different kinds of water? How many different kinds of land? How many different stones and mountains and rivers and lakes and oceans and streams and meadows and grasses and trees and bushes and roses and flowers and bees and birds? Everything that you in your just human 3D can see which is, by the way, only 0.0035% of what is available, of what is actually in existence. The human eye can only perceive 0.0035%. That's not 1%. That's not even point. 1%, it's 0.0035% of light frequencies that exist, that are currently known to human science. Think of everything that you think you see and sense about Earth, on Earth, in Earth, and understand that this is a tiny fraction of what is actually here. when you can feel into that sort of incredibly rich teeming with life and energies in an infinite, near infinite variety of forms for Earth, transfer this awareness to your own body because it is the same. And think about your relationship with each and every one of those near infinite variety of life forms within yourself and within Earth. And choose to come more and more into understanding and practice of regenerative relationships. This is ongoing for the rest of our lives. It's not something you have to understand by next Monday and there's going to be a pop quiz. <laughs> okay? So watch out for where your human brain will want to get it all right and be done with it. You're going to live this theme for the rest of your days. As Earth is spinning faster and faster and faster, and as the energetics overall for the cosmos are also faster and faster and faster, you want to slow down in your physical, in your 3D. Slow down more, slow down more. This will make things much easier for you. 
you may sometimes feel the pressure and the pull of various different things happening in your kind of your own micro existence of your own external experience and feel that you have to interpret that as no i've got to get into action right now i've got to i've got to do the thing i've got to do the thing i've got to do the things do everything you can to not act from that place of i got to got to got to got to from that place of clenching energy that is an extractive energy your feeling of i got to do these things is coming from a place of i've got to do this in order that certain things occur for me so that i'll be okay so that i'll be safe so that i can make money so that this person will be mad at me so that this person will love me so that this experience can happen it's transactional cut it out Remember that action is the amplifier of your resonance. This is a simple law of this cosmos. And it is entirely neutral. It does not care what your resonance is or what the action is. It's just simply a fact. So if your resonance is low and you act from that resonance, you will amplify that low resonance. Take the time, take the time out to get your energy into the right place and then act from that. And the actions themselves may be the same things from a technical perspective, but done from a certain energy versus another, they will have a radically different effect and they will amplify whatever that energy is. Okay? I just think nothing more, nothing could be more important at this time in terms of being able to continue to expand with these energies and to handle the speed up of these energies as we go forward. Now, this is all incredibly beautiful, everything that's happening, but for most humans on the planet, this is not a beautiful time, unfortunately. Most humans on the planet don't understand or have uh, the wherewithal to work with these experiences and energies in the way that I'm describing. And as a result, the inner kind of tearing, shearing, pulling sensation and the inner sort of, I've got to, got to, got to, got to, go, 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 do more, do, 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 faster, faster, ah, panic, despair. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. You may see it around you. You probably see it around you. As you come more and more into regenerative and you learn about how to experience regenerative, you're going to wrestle with how much do I come into essentially helping people who are in this place versus not? And how do I discern when to help and when not to help? If you're helping from a savior or a martyr energy, that hurts you as much as them. Those energies were removed more than a year ago from the planet, so watch for where that has been encoded into your childhood neurobiology and is therefore kind of directing your action. If you can come into your own center, you can feel when it's correct 
for you to come into action, whether it's physical action or energetic action, on behalf of others that you see in pain around you. And you can feel what is correct for you to do, what is me, what is not me, to do, as it serves the we. So this is just a discernment piece that will have to come along and you may have to experiment in order to find where those edges are for yourself or and by edges i mean the discernment edges of oh oops that wasn't actually mine and i had i went and i and i went and i gave a bunch and then like it didn't go well for anybody okay i learned something about i didn't hear correctly within myself um, okay, I went, I did that. Oh, and it went, it was super amazing. And I was, it was so surprising. It was so unusual. I would never have expected that I would blah, blah, blah. And instead these cool things happened, right? Much of our learning uh, comes through experiencing. So you'll just have to play and experiment with as you see fit. Sometimes you may choose not to engage and you may feel like, well, this is really important for me. I need to preserve my own energies or my own boundaries or this isn't good for my rhythms. And then on the other side of having done that, you may find, oh, shoot, that actually wasn't right. I actually would have, would have been cooler for me uh, and, for, and for kind of the larger energies had I engaged. Every time you have these experiences and you learn, oh, I didn't quite get it right, come into acceptance and love for yourself it's not about forgiveness there is nothing to forgive forgiveness is also over everything that everyone is doing is perfect for them and is perfectly contributing to what this cosmos and this planet is wanting to have happen now this isn't to then excuse or say that bad human behaviors are acceptable, they're not. But also, it's what needs to happen. Sometimes these things are creating an important forcing function. Okay, I also want to speak to this... Um, Uh, this topic of AI and deep fakes, briefly going to speak about this, and then uh, my final piece will really be about kind of inner earth and earth energies. So we are seeing, and this is actually contributing to a lot of the kind of fear and panic, um, we are seeing this incredible acceleration of artificial intelligence technology um, in the human sphere. And it's, you know, this kind of focus on what's going on with AI, what's going on with the deep fakes around um, videos or pictures or audio or written word that is being attributed to people that isn't true, quote unquote, that isn't them, quote unquote. These are actually, in those cases, it's just a simply an externalization of the me, not me problem, of the me, not me energetic. Um, but also we're seeing that with all this AI stuff, like with ChatGPT and these other AI bots and things that people are working with and finding different experiences with, that many people aren't aware that these AIs, these generative AIs, are actually often creating things that aren't true, quote-unquote. So people are going to them for research. Oh, find me, blah, 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 blah thing, and then they're given a whole bunch of data and they think it's true, and they accept it on face value. 
often it's made up. Go do your own research on this. This is not something that's like a weird fringe thing, okay? Mainstream media is even reporting a bit on this, where it's like, oh, whoops, you know, like we've got, you know, uh, uh, generative AI coming up with and creating fake news stories and attributing them to existing news media about, you know, so-and-so is a sexual predator, so-and-so, um, you know, was indicted for bribery, so-and-so, like, there's a bunch of these, there's, there's so many stories of this already coming online, and the legal system, like, it, like, there's just no, nothing in place for how to handle all of this, but all of this is essentially creating, it's an externalization, again, of an inner issue that Every single one of us is being required to come into greater capacity for discernment and to not outsource with blind faith to whomever, to me, to a church, to a government, to a, a, a computer, to a website to a politician, to a teacher, to a so-called guru. The age of gurus is long dead, by the way. So, yeah, don't go into any of those kinds of scenarios. So this is what's going on, and this requirement for discernment is part of this shift to regenerative because discernment, for discernment to actually be available to you, it requires the clearing away of all that is not me to get to the purely me as the conduit and as the fractal of divine intelligence, of the deep sacred current of life force, of that radio signal coming in and going out with less and less static because the static obscures or even falsifies how you're perceiving, how you're receiving. And the differentiated communion of this cosmos, we want to be, we are driven to perceive and be perceived to receive and be received. How am I perceived? Am I perceived as I truly am? How am I received? Am I received as I truly am? Am I perceiving and receiving others as they truly are? Meeting yourself and others where you're actually at and not where you want to be is a key part of this. Okay. So this last piece I don't have a lot of words about this, but it's so beautiful that I have to try to share it. So back to when the pole flip occurred, I felt that I was very much in the center of the earth with earth, and we were sort of like settling, right? Like as I talked about earlier, coming into kind of that stillness point. And then once we kind of had the settling point, then we started to sort of move up back out from that center point of earth and it was this sort of sensation of moving up out through kind of the different layers and strata of earth both moving through that with earth and within myself simultaneously 
and it this is the, like I what I want to say is that inner earth is something that gets talked about quite a lot in various spiritual places and it's very much another one of these externalizations is how it is often characterized, right? And it's in you. It's in earth. Your body is earth's body. Earth's body is your body. And so it's there. It's inside. And like these as we're kind of moving back up out from this center point, these layers are continuing to clear and lighten because we're able to engage them as we're kind of moving up and out through earth, through the center, from the regenerative, from the kind of corrected pole spin, pole flip, excuse me. And so, this were sort of like I've been having this experience of kind of like emerging into sort of these new light layers within Earth that feel like kind of crystalline diamond uh, caverns, diamond cities, diamond castles that still feel underground in quotes and are like inside Earth. And they're sort of opening and blooming, like kind of new petals opening in a opening on a flower. But that opening is actually they're not opening. I'm opening, and Earth is opening to them. They have been there the whole time. I'm going to bring this back to certain mythologies. So there's a lot of myth myth mythological perspective that talks about things like nature spirits or the fae or the she um, or whatever their whatever those beings have different labels in different cultures around the planet but they exist with different labels and different words around them around the planet there's this idea that has been in place for a very long time that those beings retreated from man because man was hostile or cruel or abusive or extractive, dangerous, violent in some way. And so this idea of all these different beings that are of the natural world, as is man, retreated from man. And there is a kind of a mythology that many of them went, quote-unquote, underground, creating these kind of inner earth experiences or civilizations away from man to retreat from man this is an exact inversion this is a projection man retreated from them man retreated from nature man retreated from the deep sacred current of life force and the more man retreated and became more and more isolated, the more it then projected that out onto these other beings. Also, as man became more and more in retreat from the natural world, more and more into extractive, 
no longer able to sort of see or perceive that which was always there and has always been there and only able to essentially interact with the tiniest fraction of what is actually here on and in earth, that isolation became experienced within the biology, the physiology, as well as the kind of emotional uh, and societal components as cancer in many different ways, in many different forms. Yeah. So this inner earth is becoming available to us again because we are moving up and out through our own inner layers after the pole flip. There's much more to say about this, but I think I'll leave it basically with as more and more of your multidimensional capacity for perceiving and receiving, for coming more and more into your place in this web of life, then you will have experience of these different beings and these different energies that have always been here. And you will start to see people will start will speak about this as, oh, inner earth is returning. The, those beings are returning. They're not returning anywhere. They've been here the whole damn time. It's us. It's us who are returning to ourselves and therefore expanding our capacity to perceive and receive the rest of the web of life that is here. So we will come into experiences of these quote-unquote underground diamond crystalline castles and cities of the beings that live there, of uh, the earthen magics and the earthen beings like certain forms of dragons, certain forms of stone beings that are very much specific to the earthen experience. So for some, some have been very like focused outward on the stars, on the different star systems in this galaxy, other galaxies, and they've been sort of way out there. And so for them, this kind of like earthen stuff will be new. Oh, wow, that's cool. That's opening up. For some who've already been very connected into the earthen, which is actually a very small percentage, they might start coming into relationship or awareness or experience with the star systems. Both of these, all of these, are all part of this gorgeous web of life that you are part of and is going to become more and more rapidly available to interact with, to be in communion with, as you continue your own journey to clean and clear away whatever is obscuring, whatever is creating static in your radio tower of yourself, of what's coming in, what's going out.
kind of last piece on doing that work requires that you come into very specific forms of understanding and skillfulness with your neurobiology so that you can discern the difference between what is a true signal and what is actually your nervous system or your brain creating a false signal based primarily on childhood directives during human neurobiological development, but also reinforced or shifted or even further kind of distorted during the rest of your human life as well. It's very, very important. I mean, I don't think anything could be more important than to be able to come into the experience of having as clear as possible that radio signal to kind of receive pure signal, to be able to be what you're sending out being pure signal more and more and more and more. Okay, beautifuls. I think this went much longer than I expected, but that is okay because it feels really beautiful and really lovely. And um, just keep slowing down in your human because the energies are going to keep speeding up. Solstice is going to be big. I mean, it's kind of always big, but everything's... This feels like, oh, this is just the new normal is that energies are big and wild and crazy. Yep, they are. And we do really like to have stories, and it does really help us to, our brains are organized to have a mental model. And we will function from a mental model, always. So you can't say, oh, I, I'm going to give up on having any mental models. It's more about how can I wisely choose whatever story I'm currently functioning from. And how can I understand to have a very loose grip on whatever that story is? Because it will change routinely as you're going through your experiences. Um, having a loose framework is going to be a lot easier than having a like, this is the story, right? Okay, so hopefully this is very helpful. I want to also direct you to the Founder Code materials because what's been happening if it, through May and June is that there's essentially a third wave of the founder codes has been coming in. I've shared a little bit of that through these transmissions. Some of it I have not shared at all um, for various reasons. It just hasn't been needed for it to be shared in those kinds of externalized forms. But the first and the second wave of the founder codes can help you so much through this, can really accelerate this process that I'm talking about. Um, so, so important. And one of the things they want to kind of call back to is from the second wave of the founder codes which was um, in may of 2022 so a little more than a year ago there was this experience of the 12 founder beings were bringing in 12 new elements so there had been 12 kind of original elements for the creation of all things and so 12 new elements were brought into existence and then kind of anchored into Earth's energy grids, if you will. Um, grids, kind of a word that can mean a lot of things to different people, but kind of energy architecture is more correct. And that this new blossoming 
of an energy architecture for Earth began at that time that was essentially the blooming of these 12 new elements. And they, they expressed very much as sort of like kind of esoteric flower blooms of many colors just bloom, blooming around Earth. And you could feel it at that time, and it was gorgeous and amazing. And it's been hugely amplified in these last few days. And so I want to guide you back if you've already been through the Founder Codes digital library that's available with a pay what you choose option, then go back and listen to that again um, because you'll get so much from it. Um, if you have not taken uh, opportunity of these, then please do. They are available with a pay what you choose option and that includes paying zero, okay? Um, it is important for you to put correct value exchange into something and there are different ways than finances to do that and that is described there. Um, and so whatever feels best and easiest to you around exchange. What's important to understand about exchange, and we go into a little bit more of this in the Joy of Money course that is um, live now and, and, uh, and happening now, is that the most important thing when you're receiving something that's quote unquote for free, it's not for free, nothing is for free. You have to come into a regenerative relationship with whatever you're receiving. So if you're going to bring in the founder codes, for example, and it's not set up as a, oh, you have to pay this amount of money, and so that's the clear energy exchange. No, you can access it for whatever you want in terms of finances, but you could also access it and make sure that you're using it, that you're taking it in and you're anchoring it into yourself and then spreading it out or that you're sharing it with others or that, you know, whatever. There's a million different ways. But pay attention to where you want to get things, quote unquote, for free, and then you don't use them and you don't value them and understand that part of what's going on there is you're creating a stagnation of energy now around that, both for yourself and for the creator of it. So this is, this is part of that extractive badness, right, that we don't want to do anymore. So be thoughtful about engaging with things for free. And I'm saying free in quotes again. What energy can you bring into the connection with whatever is being shared with you through that? And what is the correct exchange? And it doesn't have to be financial again, right? Um, but we are not past money. And we'll never be past money in the way that, you, that most people think. Because money is a quick, useful way of energy exchange. It is neutral, but it is a quick, easy way for energy exchange where there can be a more efficient sort of like, oh... I have this thing, you have this thing, great, here, I can bring this thing over here and you can have it perfect and then we do this energy exchange and you, we get to carry on without having to stay kind of entangled, if you will. And there's only a certain number of quote-unquote entanglements that are correct for us at any given time. And that entanglement here is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But again, coming into discernment capacity around where do I want to be entangled, right? Um, yeah. 
hopefully this helps. And that Joy of Money course is, is still open. Um, it's going to stay open as a standalone digital course in the future, but it's still open for the early folks um, who are interested in being able to also have live access to me during their time of working with the course materials. Um, because we are doing uh, two more live sessions um, that I'm doing their bonus support times this Saturday and next Saturday. So more of that uh, you can access. I'll put the link in the show notes. All right. Wonderful, wonderful, beautiful beings. Enjoy, 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 enjoy. Yes. Oh, whoops. Okay. One other thing that's coming in that wants to be said. So it wants to be addressing the, the narrative around splitting of timelines or the splitting of the world in some way. Um, so there is an increasing bifurcation happening for people, for humans at this time. This is not a bifurcation of the planet or other beings on the planet it is a bifurcation specific to the human experience. Those humans who are allowing and encouraging and in and going more and more into devotion to essentially the evil leap within themselves into homo lumens, everything that I've been describing already, they are going to have an easier and easier time and a better and more aligned with earth time is maybe a better way to say that. Those who are not are going to have an increasingly worse time. So it's very easy for that experience to then kind of get laid over old stories of like judgment day is coming and apocalypse is coming, a big split is coming and only the worthy get to go forward. This is not true. There is no judgment. There is no worthy and unworthy. None of that has any accuracy or relationship to the deep sacred current of life force. And society will struggle and many will struggle with what's going on. And some of those beings will choose to not carry forward with this. So I do think that from a societal perspective, we will continue to see you know, societal data suggesting higher than what, you know, the statisticians would expect around mortality rates, for example. And I know we're already seeing that uh, in the data, anywhere from 50 to from 5 to 20 percent higher mortality rates. And, you know, a frantic flurry of trying to understand what is driving these higher mortality rates and lots of different analyses and stories about why that is, it's this and the ways in which this then externalizes. So where you feel called to help in regards to any of those kinds of scenarios or understandings or stories, please bring in this understanding into how you engage. And that will be the most helpful the most powerful way of engaging if it's correct for you to engage with that.
Okay. Yeah, that, that needed, that last part was needed. Okay, good. Now this feels complete for now. <laughs> Beautiful. I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being in the world. Thank you for your light in the world. Thank you for also letting me know how these transmissions support you. And thank you for sharing them, please. All right. Talk to you soon.